is the Annex of Sociology podcast. I'm Joseph Cohen from Queens College in the City University of New York. Today, are academics affected by leaving home? My co-panelists are Howard Ramos from Dalhousie University, Leslie Hinkson from Georgetown University, and Richard Carpiano from the University of California, Riverside. Our discussion was recorded on January 24th, 2019. There was a really thought-provoking question raised by Dan Hirschman at the blog on the blog uh, Scattered Plot. Uh, so we all know that the life of an academic requires people to be mobile, right? Like it's incredibly difficult to get a professorship anywhere, let alone near your hometown, close to your family. And so basically, this is a life where uh, you know you gotta go anywhere where you can. And you know there are people who go anywhere. People go to other countries. Uh, you know, and that means a lot of us uh, leave home away from our roots. And Dan asks whether that shapes our collective worldview, if it produces like a collective bias or some type of group think. What do you think? How does the demands of, of geographic mobility that entail in our job, how does that affect our, our you know, what we see and the worldviews we convey? Any, any, uh, any thoughts? Um, I, I, I... I mean, for myself, I mean, I can tell you that um, when I went on the job market in lousy 2008, um, um, I basically, yeah, I basically told myself there are places I will not go. I will just have to Mm. figure out how to use my PhD somewhere and somehow else, Mm. right? Um, So Mm. there are those of us who only go... um, where we're like we we feel like we have a bit of agency in where we go, um, and that we we aren't as committed, I think, to the academy. But I but I think that the majority of academics will actually go where the job takes them, and I often wonder whether or not that actually messes um, with our collective sense of agency, right? Mm -hmm. Our collective sense of control Mm -hmm. over our own lives and, uh, and over, and over our own careers and production of knowledge. So. Mm -hmm. It's like a a feeling, a feeling of, of, uh, of being dominated, of being trapped Mm -hmm. and maybe it filters through. Well, it also creates a, a situation that when you land, you're so disoriented and discombobulated that, you know, for, for sociologists, we really don't necessarily know the place where we land. And it takes us a good five to 10 years to really get those connections and be able to practice our discipline in a way that makes sense to, to where we are. So not only are, are we disempowered in, in sense of or might feel disempowered of where we might land, but once we get there, it, you know, it's a real scramble to try and figure out how do we fit. Are you from Halifax, Howard? No, I, uh, I bounced around across the country and I came for the job. And uh, it was a new region, a new set of institutions, a new set of policies. That, uh, and I see this with my colleagues uh, who we hire from other countries. Uh, when they come, uh, you know, as Richard would have experienced when he was at UBC, it's, it's coming to get to know a different culture uh, and a different kind of, uh, you know, discipline even in some cases. And, and it takes a while to get used to that. And yet the clock does not stop. Exactly. The clock doesn't stop and the pressures don't stop. And and the insecurity you might feel when you don't have the connections of close friends and family just exacerbate it. 
or even knowing where to go to pay your electricity bill, right? So <laughs> the little things. Richard, what's your take? You've done it. You got chased out of America. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, and one of the reasons why I uh, applied for for a, can a Canadian job when it opened up was because it was a year when the the market was not particularly uh, good for medical sociologists and. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and you know, and also, I guess there's a little, always a little wanderlust bug in me too, and so that, that was the that was the other other inspiration with it. But I, I think you know, in the case of Canada, especially, I mean, you, you've got uh, you've got a country with uh, you know, it's gonna, with fewer universities, few, you know, fewer options, and so you know, it's I used to explain to my graduate students, you know, that you know, the, the odds you're going to get a job in, in in Vancouver near your family, or you know, or at least in, in British Columbia, you know, is is, mm. is rather small, you know, and I used to. It, it, you know, it's these things that you that you think I, I as a as a mentor that you, I, I used to go to bed at night, you know, sort of pondering, you know, that kind of. But uh, you know, you think about this sort of more broadly too. Of you know, there's you know, there's always lots of talk in the gossip mill about who, which which high flying faculty member moved here or is moving here or is recruited from this place. But the, but the general reality is that that that's. Well, that's not the reality for, for our field. Um, and so you know, when you think about people getting into these positions too and taking them on because for you know, family considerations or, you know, um, or, or, or other, other sorts of reasons, you know, we really, uh, there are many people who you know, have much fewer options and this is sort of a, you know, where there are um, you know, kind of may, might be sort of stuck in place, relatively speaking. And, and that, does, that, that does carry over to, I mean, it spills over to other aspects of, of our lives, certainly. But, um, you know, when you think, too, about uh, workplace environment and, uh, and, and culture and, and, you know, and, and doing your job every day and, you know, and, you know, and the responsibility of teaching students and how, you know, and that, how that can spill over, I, I can, you know, I can only imagine in, in certain, I mean, I've been very fortunate and I'm, I'm, I'm always mindful of that, of, of that I, I that I, I've had, I've had opportunities that other people haven't, um, and I can, I can only imagine what, what, what that must, must feel like. Particularly, well, even just to, you know, you want to go on the market, even if for, for somebody who is looking to move, and it's not like you can immediately say you're in a, you know, an, a, an environment that's not ideal for you. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a toxic department even that you're in. Mm -hmm. You can't pick up and move, move over and check out the firm next door like you could if you were an accountant. And so you've got to wait a year and thinking how market cycles are. And so from a, just more of a I guess this is the medical sociologist me now, now talking, but you know, thinking about sort of uh, just overall sort of well-being, and uh, and and how that spills over to our in, in, into our family lives and our in our personal lives. I mean, that, that's uh, that's a that's a pretty substantial issue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to, to your point, Richard. Yeah, I mean, you can feel trapped, right? And in many ways, like like academia is kind of a trap. Right. Unless you can unless you can figure it out. Right. right. Um, so there's I mean, so there's that. But also, too, I mean, I remember when I was in in undergrad and I was thinking of being a professor and one of my mentors was an economist. Um, uh, she was she was a black woman. And I remember her telling me my junior year, she was like, look, Academia is a really lonely place for black women. So um, if you're going to do it, try and make sure you're married before you, before you go into it. Because otherwise, you will probably never get married. And I was like, I don't want to get married to anybody anyway. But, um, <laughs> but, but these are concerns. And I think mm -hmm. that there are, there are people who, if they end up in certain spaces, um, 
because of the way because of the way academia is arranged like we don't know if there's going to be a job for your area of specialization mm-hmm. for however long we don't know if we're going to get lines what's the economy going to be like um i think for some people they end up it this becomes their entire life um and if that's what you want that's great but if it isn't what you want um i think that there things about, I think that there are things about academia um, that that need to be changed if we actually want to care about the well-being of, um, of our researchers, our faculty, our teachers, our grad students. Yeah, on the topic of uh, whether or not it shapes our worldview, uh, uh, let me uh, propose some ideas. Maybe tell me what you guys think. Do you think that you know, it, it, it's prevalent in our discipline for people to have a uh, to favor stronger public services. Right? We want public child care, elderly care, affordable housing. Do you think that part of the reason why those programs are so popular is because most of us don't have access to kin, which is what I guess people would use to substitute public services? Right, but, my- isn't, but isn't that a lot of America now, though? I mean. I think a lot of Americans now like have learned that, sorry, you got to be mobile. You got to go where the job is. And even if that means you only have to move once in your life, um, you, uh, many of us no longer live near our, our families, right? Which used to be the case for sure when we were an agrarian society, but like, you know, as time went on, like that's less and less the norm in the United States. And yet- no, I still think it's prevalent. I still think the majority live within like uh, 10, 20 miles of where they grew up. But I, but I think what's actually kind of different for academics is we're often trained in bigger cities like Chicago or New York or L.A., uh, Toronto, London, Tokyo, whatever. But the reality is most universities are in towns that we've never heard of. Yeah. And if the job market's tight, you know, you end up in a, in a, in a small community uh, and if you're somebody who is a person of color or who's a minority or has any kind of linguistic difference, you may be the only person uh, of your kind in that community, and, and it can get a very lonely uh, very quickly. And, and I think that that's part of the, the situation that people end up facing. But at the same time, being an outsider can be a good thing in terms of how you see things, because mm-hmm. you can make huge contributions to communities because you're not... You know, you you're, you're like an anthropologist. It's it's kind of different. You're trying to translate what you're seeing, and you, and you offer things from outside that, if people are willing to listen, can can see the things a bit differently. Very Zemelian of you. <laughs> I am sociologist. Sort of tagging on what, what Howard was saying too is is even just sort of our own uh, um, preferences of of just you know where where we want to you know train being trained in a city and having sort of uh, different sorts of tastes and you know sort of a, I guess a cultural capital sort of sort of uh, argument here of you know and then and then you know having to move into a place that doesn't have the types of amenities and I mean people really do make make different sorts of sacrifices it's not to say that you don't adapt or you know or maybe you know then your life changes or you know you have a family and you know the, you know the having a mm. having a martini bar is the <laughs> it's no longer important to you um yeah. but uh 
but but it, 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 it there's no doubt about it. I mean, as as academics, you know, much more than I think than than other uh, other sorts of professionals, you know, I I I do think that we you know we we ultimately do have to make uh, or, or many people do have to make a lot of different sacrifices uh, in terms of uh, to, for for the sake of their career um, that uh, at the expense of, of of other sorts of things we all want to do with our lives. been listening to the annex an academic sociology podcast you can visit our show site at sociocast.org slash annex we are on twitter at socianex and on facebook the annex sociology podcast our producer is laseth moreno music by lena orsa i'm joseph cohen thank you for listening <laughs>